Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today, we will unlock the book The True Believer, Thoughts on the Nature of Mass Movements. Speaking of mass movements, what do you associate them with? The Nazi movement led by Adolf Hitler during the Second World War? Or the movie Braveheart, in which William Wallace led the Scottish people to fight for freedom against the noble class? In this book, Eric Hoffer revealed the typical characteristics of mass movements during the active phase, what kind of person is prone to be a true believer of a mass movement? What force drives the true believer to be ready to sacrifice his life for mass movements? And why some mass movement leaders have their names live on through history, while others are remembered infamously? First of all, let's see how the true believer is born through the following story. We all know that cats are no big fan of chili peppers, and an average person won't often think about stirring up a movement or revolution. One day, someone raised the question, how can we make cats eat chili peppers? The question baffled many people. The first person said, catch the cat and put the pepper into its mouth by force. The questioner shook his head and said, everything should be done voluntarily. Then, a second person proposed, starve the cat for a couple of days and mix the pepper into its food. Since the cat will be so hungry by then, it will swallow the food along with the pepper. But the questioner replied, we shouldn't trick others. In the end, everyone wanted to know the solution. The questioner told them the answer, apply the pepper to the cat's butt, which will cause a stinging sensation, so that the cat will feel like licking where it hurts. The more it licks, the more excited it gets. When the little cat's butt stings due to the stimulus of the pepper, it will feel like licking the spot. Likewise, when a person is discontented with the status quo, he or she will have a desire for change. These kind of people are most likely to devote themselves to mass movements, because mass movements cater to their discontentment with the status quo and desire for change. By creating a noble and sacred mission, mass movements allow them to give up their current normal lives, and overthrow the ruling class through devotion and self-sacrifice. It sounds a bit unbelievable, but throughout history, we can see that the people with a desire for change are most likely to become the true believers of mass movements. Therefore, when we don't understand why the true believer is so fanatical, we can change our viewpoint to think about the pepper on their butts and the incitement. The author of this book Eric Hoffer, became an adjunct professor at the University of California Berkeley in 1964. He was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Ronald Reagan, and his works were granted the American National Book Award several times. Born in 1902 to an ordinary immigrant family in the U.S., Hoffer went through twists and turns, and began working as a longshoreman when he grew up. His life experiences exposed him to lots of poor people with neither prospect nor future. Hoffer found that, few books were written about the underclass at the time when many mass movements were happening one after another. Through long-term observation and analysis of these people, he pinpointed the common characteristics of mass movements. He included his findings in this book, and was thus referred to as the Longshoreman Philosopher. For those listening to this bookie, it will open a window to the nature of mass movements. 
Next, we will unlock this book in three parts. Part 1, Who Will Become a True Believer of Mass Movements? Part 2, How Do Mass Movements Make the True Believer So Fanatical? Part 3, What Are the Characteristics of Leaders During the Different Stages of Mass Movements? Who Will Become a True Believer of Mass Movements? The true believer can be divided into three types. People with a desire for change, people with a desire for a substitute identity, and the underclass, including the poor, the misfits, and the sinners. Let's begin with the first type, namely people with a desire for change. What drives these people to devote themselves to mass movements is a desire to change their lives. No matter whether they are poor or rich, as long as they are eager for change, they are very likely to become the true believers of a mass movement. What leads people to desire for a change is usually their faith in the future. Having full faith in the future is like seeing a distant sparkling lake in the desert. In the pursuit of hope, they would devote themselves without hesitation to the grand mission of a mass movement. As an example, the book cited a revolution by the rich in 16th and 17th century England, the movement of enclosure. In the 16th century, land in England's countryside belonged to the landowners who hired tenants to grow crops. The methods for growing crops were very primitive. Every household's land was small and quite scattered, like a cake sliced into countless small pieces. Additionally, the labor force of each household was not enough, so neighbors were forced to help each other. At the same time, the British population kept growing and many people had to rely on crops to get food. However, in the eyes of the rich, the wool industry rose to high prosperity, and brought hope for the future, so that allowing sheep to graze grew more profitable than growing crops. Hence, the rich wanted to change the status quo, and increase the land utilization to create a bigger economic value. As a result, they pushed for enclosure, enclosing the small pieces of land, turning them into a ranch to graze sheep, and drove off their tenants. Therefore, famous humanist Sir Thomas More called this movement a sheep-eat-men movement. Of course, in most cases, successful people would prefer to keep everything the same, so that they can always stay on top of the social hierarchy with a massive fortune. On the contrary, losers tend to attribute their failure to their external environment. They believe that as long as the world changes, they are likely to succeed. Since they are unhappy and angry with the status quo, once someone tells them, come on, let's stick together and change this unfair world. These people will join a mass movement without hesitation. As the author argued in the book, people with a sense of achievement tend to view this world as a friendly place, whereas the frustrated are happy to see a dramatic change. The second type of true believers is people with a desire for a substitute identity. What's common in these people is that they see their lives as irredeemably ruined, so they lack self-confidence, and view themselves as unwanted and worthless. However, they don't try to rescue themselves through self-advancement, but join a mass movement to quickly get rid of the identity that they also hate. In other words, they consider mass movements to be a substitute to escape the self. Let's take an example from our daily life. We see that some crazy starstruck fans are willing to give up everything for their idols. They make idol worship their life goal, even skipping class and work for the sake of watching a concert. They spend all their savings supporting their idols, 
and call people names who slander their idols on social media. They buy the brands their idols have worn, imitate their hobbies, and scream zealously in their concerts. In their eyes, these idols are gods of talent, beauty and the embodiment of courage, youth and goodness. They believe that through their actions, they can become more like their idols. Leading a life like this can serve as a substitute for their mediocre and plain existence. The third type of true believers in mass movements refers to the resentful underclass. The author divided this group into 11 types. The poor, the misfits, the outcasts, the minorities, the adolescent youth, the overly ambitious, those in the grip of some vice or obsession, the impotent, the inordinately selfish, the bored, and the sinners. Among them, let's focus on the poor, the misfits, and the sinners. Are the poor destined to be true believers? Not quite. There are many kinds of poor people. Some of them are comfortable with their poverty. As long as they get something to eat every day, they are content and look for nothing else. Usually, this kind of poor people who remain inactive, won't turn out to be true believers, because their desire for change is not very strong. In contrast, others are prone to become natural supporters of mass movement. These people used to lead a wealthy life, and their poverty is relatively recent due to factors like social unrest. The author called them the new poor. Famous female American poet Emily Dickinson wrote in her poem, Had I not seen the sun, I could have borne the shade. It means once you have experienced happiness, any small suffering will become extremely strong. The poem perfectly describes the mentality of the new poor who are resentful of the status quo. They used to have a happy wealthy life, but are suddenly dispossessed. They are like a bale of hay. Even a little spark can ignite their immense resentment. Thus, the new poor are very likely to become the true believers of the mass movements. Following the poor, let's look at the misfits. For people such as adolescent youth, unemployed college graduates and veterans, although they are restless and frustrated, they still hold a slight hope for the future. They are called the temporary misfits. In comparison, the permanent misfits refers to people with some irreparable defect in body or mind, who cannot achieve the one thing for which their whole being craves. This group includes the aggrieved, as well as unappreciated writers, painters and musicians. What's common in them is the grip of a desperate passion. They may have already made some achievements in a certain field, but that's far from enough. They still hunger for a bigger and stronger mission for the sake of self-salvation. In the movie Die Welly, the leading character Tim is a temporary misfit. Tim was a high school student, who was often bullied by other students in the school. However, due to his weakness, every time, he could only keep silent and bear it. Although his family was well off, he extremely lacked a sense of belonging due to complicated family relations. At this time, his teacher Wenger suggested forming a centralized organization called Die Welly. This idea gave Tim hope, as he was so eager to integrate into the organization, and free himself from being bullied and treated as an outsider. Therefore, he responded to the call, actively promoted the organization together with other members, and even took many bold and crazy actions, as if he became a different person. At last, Wenger announced that Die Welly was nothing but an experiment, which was to be disbanded. 
Tim could not accept his disillusion with the mission and the cause he had been pursuing. He ended up shooting himself. Now, let's move on to talk about the sinners. When speaking of this group, we have to mention salvation. It seems that mass movements are custom-made to fit the sinner's need for salvation. It pretends to be a means of spiritual release, but in fact rationalizes criminal acts. In the book, the author mentioned how St. Bernard, the moving spirit of the Second Crusade, appealed for recruits, for what is it but an excellent, and priceless chance of salvation due to God alone, that the omnipotent should deign to summon to his service, as though they were innocent, murderers, ravishers, adulterers, perjurers, and those guilty of every crime? This statement rationalizes the crusade as serving God. Namely, if you are a detestable sinner, come and take advantage of this chance. Get on board and begin your great mission. That's all for part 1. Three types of people in society are prone to become the true believers of mass movements. They are people with a desire for change, people with a desire for a substitute identity, and the underclass, such as the poor, the misfits, and the sinners. Today we are just sharing limited bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Dir hat dieser Podcast gefallen? Dann klicke jetzt auf Abonnieren und empfehle ihn weiter. Bleib immer auf dem Laufenden und folge uns bei Twitter, Instagram und Facebook. Mehr Podcasts findest du auf meinpodcast.de. 